Lucy and Buckle Up, talking about books and other stuff with Cody and Anna. Podcast, Moby Dick, Billy Bud, and other stuff that that guy's done with Tony and Banana. I am singing out of key with Holy Garbanzo's Book Club Podcast. Hello and welcome to a book club with Anna and Cody. Hey, I'm real sick today, um, but we're doing it. We're still doing it. Um, and let me say how excited I am to be doing this podcast and learning how to read. <laughs> One book at a time, one month at a time. (laughs) So it is the new year, so we're trying to read more books and, you know, just incorporate more reading in our life. Cody reads a lot because of his profession. Well, I put my eyes on the words. I am illiterate, so I do hold the book. I do look at the book. I don't know what it says. So Anna is trying to read more. I'm just trying to read. (laughs) Anyway, we're trying to to get back into reading a lot. Um, I used to read a lot when I was younger, um, but I kind of stopped as I got older and got busier. Yeah. Um, I think that's true of a lot of people. I used to read like 20 books like every couple months, and now I read like one book every three years. Yeah, I used to really rack up those AR points. Yeah, those AR points And also... I think I was just more bored. Yeah, definitely. And more unstimulated. Bored. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was like, well, I'll just read a fucking book. <laughs> like I don't have I don't have like a bunch of video games and there's like, you know, three things on TV <laughs> at any given time. So I'll just read a book and go to the library. <laughs> Yeah, that's something both of us grew up near libraries, so that was really nice. Like, me and my sister used to walk to the library all the time, and then when we first met, we started walking to the library a lot, too. Hey, yeah, it's a real, it's a healthy thing to do, to especially take a walk to your local library. Yeah, hey, support Um, the library. Support the library. Um, Hey, yeah, they don't take donations I don't think they do. You can donate your old books. Yeah. I donate books. They're always like, do you want a receipt for taxes? And I say no, because it just sounds like it'll take a long time. Yeah. Hey, convenience is king. Hey, convenience is king. Cash is king, too. Yes. So if if they bought books, I might do that also. (laughs) Um, yeah, so it is the new year, so we're going to be talking about a book that is pretty relevant to the new year. Um, we're going to be talking about The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, The Japanese Art of Decluttering and Organizing by Marie Kondo. Um, this is a book that was really popular, I think, in the early aughts. Um, I know it was even referenced on, like, Gilmore Girls, like an episode of that, Emily's, like, I'm going through all my stuff, and nothing brings me joy, so I'm getting rid of all of it. Um, I know I've heard of it. Uh, you have never heard of this book before, though, right, Cody? No. Um, I didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've heard of... I feel like I've heard the term, the magic, or the phrase magic of tidying up or something. But And also I've heard the thing that you were telling me about, like... Like, you have to hold each item and see if it brings you joy or something. The KonMari 
method of cleaning. And that's what this book talks about is Marie Kondo has created a, a specific way of tidying up that uh, apparently uh, leads to people not going back to being messy ever again. Yeah. And so, like, for me, I would never read something like this <laughs> because I am not naturally a messy person. I like to be very organized and have a system. Yeah. I am the, quite the opposite. I am a bit of a messy person. Uh-huh. Um, I've always been. When I was younger, I was one of those kids whose rooms you, like, couldn't see the floor. Yeah. Um, hey, so. when I met you... It was like that, yeah, and it sometimes was. I would come over and clean your room yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, because I was just like, I can't be over here at yeah. your house. So that's actually something she talks about in the book. Um, so hey, let's get right into it. So basically, how we're going to be running this podcast is we're going to be choosing a book a month and then splitting it up into sections based on the week. Um, so this week we're going to be doing the introduction and the first section of the book. Uh, Why can't I keep my house in order? So we read. Those sections, we're going to be talking about those today, and our next week we'll be talking about section two, and then section three, and then the week after, and so on and so forth. So that's going to be how we're formatting this podcast for now. Uh, we'll see yeah. if it changes based on what books we're reading. Hey, and um, if you want to follow along with us, um, I read the section of the, like this week's reading. I read it in maybe... 20 30 minutes yeah and i read it like not speed reading like i read it slowly and thoroughly so it's not a big commitment (laughs) if you want to read along um hey pause right here read the section one of the book get it from your local library or from your store yeah get that libby app going overdrive if you prefer a more industrial looking app (laughs) like your mom definitely yeah it's very very rough looking the libby app i think is cuter and you can choose the skin color of the little girl yeah i'm assuming her name is libby i think her name is libby hey i just think of uh what what is it libby there's like a brand of something like a canned item oh libby i don't know Fuck. The name Libby, though, I've always thought was bad because uh, the main villainess in Sabrina, at Sabrina's high school, in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, is named Libby. So I've always... Oh, just... it's the it's the Libby pumpkin pie, the canned Can pumpkin. So Cody's... Libby pumpkin... Looking up a picture of the pumpkin pie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, like, Libby's, it's just, a, I think, a... A, a canned a foods? canned food brand. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's yeah, I've what I was thinking. Yeah, definitely seen that of. at Thanksgiving and stuff. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. So if you want to read along, feel free to. Um, this book is actually um, probably going to be in a lot of bookstores now because Netflix is releasing a series on Marie today. Kondo today. Yeah, ju- New we're Year's recording Day. this January first, so the series comes out today. So mm-hmm. we're going to be watching that too um, as we go through the book and see how she actually implements this. And let me say this: I have a dirty little secret. What? I watched the first 10 minutes already. What? You did without me? Yeah, of course. That's messed up. You it said happened, we're going to watch it together. It happened before 8.30 a.m., oh. so you were okay. asleep. Okay, wow. <laughs> so starting off poorly. <laughs> okay, wow. Well, we're going to be watching that anyway together. You'll yeah. go back and watch this 10 minutes <laughs> again. Yeah, we're going to be watching it together as newlyweds. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so... 
Let's just start and get into it. So uh, we read the introduction where she basically goes over, you know, how her what her method is and how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some reviews I really liked that she had in her book. Um, it says, here are just a few of the testimonies I received oh, yeah. on a daily basis from former clients. This one I highlighted because I loved it so much. It was, quote, your course taught me to see what I really need and what I don't. So I got a divorce. Now I feel much happier. <laughs> I really love that. That's like a review she highlighted in her yeah. book. Well, the point that she's trying to make is like the point isn't even the tidying. Mm-hmm. The point is like it's to basically like declutter yourself psychologically yeah. so that you can live your life like in a more liberated way. Mm-hmm. And mainly just because people just hold on to so much, like, unvaluable garbage. Yeah. And just, like, buy shit that they don't use or don't even really want and just kind of keep it. Yeah. And so she's like, just get rid of all that stuff and then, hey, get a little system for yourself. Put your shit back where it goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she says, quote, when you put your house in order, you put your affairs and your past in order, too. So Yeah. I like that she, well, I mean, it's, this is also a translated thing, but she keeps saying, like, keep your, your home in order or mm-hmm. your house in order. And, I mean, I think, like, when you think about it, like, not just in terms of, like, your house. But if you think about it, like, I don't know. I think of, like, Shakespeare or something. <laughs> it's, like, keeping your house in order. Like, you're keeping, like, you know, the whole kind of system by which oh, yeah. you live, like, almost... Like, I don't know, like a more kind of like localized culture. Like you're just kind of keeping your life together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a good way of looking at it. I didn't see it like that, but I, I that makes a lot of sense. But then again, that's also a translation. Yeah. So I don't know. like It is the, a translation. You know, so. but yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, something about that that I wonder about it being a translation um, is I, I wonder like, because she keeps saying tidying instead of cleaning. So that's something that she makes, like, it doesn't make it a di- distinction about, but it is, mm-hmm. you know. I wonder if that's something, like, that was consciously done. Um, I mean, I think maybe, like, the connotation, like, of cleaning something sometimes has to do with, like, you're, like you're wiping or scrubbing. You know, mm-hmm. like, I think of, like, cleaning the counters yeah. as opposed to tidying up the counters. Mm. I th- Like, maybe tidying, it's more like just putting your stuff away. Yeah. Because, like, I think of, like, and she kind of points it out, like, this goes back to childhood. Yeah. Like, put your toys away. Yeah, like, clean yeah. your room. Tidy up. You know, just put stuff away where it goes. She says, the act of tidying is a series of simple actions in which objects are moved from one place to another. Yeah. So, I guess... She kind of defines the term. pretty much what she's trying to say there. Um, But also, she she defines two different kinds of tidying. She says there's the kind where, like... I forget what she says. The kind where you just put stuff away, and then there's, like, the big, like, you know like paradigm shift kind of tidy yeah, where yeah. you like start from scratch and you're just kind of reinventing essentially like spatially, but also psychologically the way you kind of live in your space. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and she says, you should only have to do that once. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And just like put everything away. And if you just like, and this is like the thing that I like about it. Like if you just maintain it and kind of stick to the routine. Yeah. You'll never need to do it again. Yeah. And that's something she really like harps on is she's like, I've never had repeat customers. Yeah. Because she goes in and is like a cleaning consultant basically um yeah but something else i um i like in the very beginning of the book she talked about the ability to tidy is acquired through experience Mm -hmm. um versus or is it acquired through experience versus training and she says no it's it's training Mm -hmm. no one like you have to be properly trained in tidying and i think that's pretty much true like i know like i mean not to like throw my mom under a bus but she's not the best cleaner and like she even says that herself. And so when we were kids, like the idea of cleaning wasn't, or tidying, you know, wasn't necessarily like such a crazy thing. It was kind of like, just put your stuff away Mm -hmm. and it doesn't really matter where you put it. It's like, Mm -hmm. so when I would like Mm -hmm. clean my room. So we had a schedule where every Saturday we would have to clean our rooms. Mm -hmm. So every Saturday I would go through, um, pick up my toys or whatever's on my floor. And then Pretty much just, like, shove it into my closet mm. and then just be able to close the door, you know, <laughs> put, put things underneath my bed. So it wasn't oh, as God. much, like, hiding, like, uh, cleaning or tidying. It was more just, like, hiding things. Yeah. So it wasn't on the floor. And so, like, I don't know. That's just how I, like, grew up tidying or cleaning um, my room. And, like, I would Swiffer then and, like, dust and everything yeah. every Saturday. But it wasn't. Like, I was cleaning my room more than most kids, too. Like, I had to do it on a weekly basis. So, I mean, it it did get pretty messy in between, like, you know, when I cleaned it Saturday morning to, like, the next Friday night. It Mm -hmm. would get pretty messy. But, I mean, I don't know. That's just, like, kind of how I was cleaning when I was a kid. Well, she kind of mentions that, too. Like, she says a pitfall to get into is if you make, like, a chore schedule for yourself. Mm-hmm. Where, like, certain days you do certain stuff. And, I mean, it's it's basically, like, you know, you wait until those days to do it. Yeah. So you're living perpetually in a mess because yeah. you're like, this isn't the day I'd clean this thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, if you just cleaned it after you used it or yeah. put it away where it belongs, then... You'll always have a clean sp- uh, clean space. Yeah. So, like, in terms of that, like, m- like, my parents weren't ever people who really, like, taught me how to clean. But you are, like, a very, very tidy person. You're someone who, like, is obsessive about things going in the correct spot. Is that something that, like, your parents did, um, like, helped you with? Because I know, like, Kyle's not really like that. Kyle is Cody's brother. And- no. Kyle, because me and Kyle, like, always shared a room. Mm-hmm. And I... I I was, it was the sort of situation where I put like tape down the center of the room Mm -hmm. and it was like, I don't care what you do on your side. And so like my side was always spotless. Uh Everything was put back in its specific spot. Kyle's side was like, like literally like two or three feet tall of just stuff on the ground. Um, and so, yeah, Kyle isn't very tidy. Hey, we went to we went to his apartment in Japan. Oh yeah, and I'm sure everything that we left where we left it is still there now, and that was yeah. a month ago. Yeah, when over a month ago. Uh, one time I was over there, and I you had gifted me some Trader Joe's peppermint bark, 
and I just like ate one piece and then put it on Kyle's bookshelf. Yeah. And I went there right before he moved to Japan, which was like a year. Yeah. Maybe like a year and a half later. And the peppermint bark was still on the shelf. And I yeah. was like, oh, well, he must have thrown away. He just wanted to keep the tin. He must have thrown away the peppermint <laughs> no. bark. And I opened it, and it was still in there. I was like, yeah. this is crazy. But, like, oh, I mean. Oh, yes. That was when I was sleeping on Kyle's floor. Yeah. When, um, when we both moved back to Fresno. To Fresno, yeah. Hey, and I got to say, I was in agony the entire time. Because there was never a place to put anything. Yeah. You know, like a specific place that you put shit back. So it was like just stuff on the floor always without mm-hmm. a spot. But yeah, like, I don't know. My my dad is pretty tidy about stuff. Mm-hmm. He likes there to be a, a place to put stuff. My mom, I think, has had to spend her life breaking out of getting obsessive about tidying things up. Yeah. Um, I think she likes a clean space, but with kids and stuff, she kind of like made herself not care that much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you can't really be obsessed with tidying and keeping your space like absolutely completely a hundred percent clean. Yeah. When you have kids. Like well, it's just impossible. It's also, it's interesting though, because now that mostly Kyle and Haley, like, they are just not very clean people. Mm -hmm. And so now that they're gone, (laughs) my parents' house, like everything has a spot to put it. Mm -hmm. Everything is returned to that spot. Um, Yeah. Hey, it's a, it's really a joy to be over there now. (laughs) Like um, Mary Kondo says, because everything just has a spot. Yeah. Just put it back (laughs) when you're done. Yeah. So another thing she talks a lot about is like, um, she says one of the uh, section titles is actually like tidying a little a day and you'll be tidying forever. Mm-hmm. So she talks about how like other like organization experts and t- she calls them tidying experts. But like I've read like in like uh, like home, you know, blogs or articles or things like that about organization. And people always kind of say like just organize a little bit and then like you'll you'll be on top of your stuff. But Uh, Marie Kondo is like talking about how she was doing things a little bit at at a time and then she was just doing it forever and you'll never catch up to this scale of how much you're making a mess or you'll never get rid of um, enough stuff uh, to like qualify all the stuff that you're bringing into your home. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was interesting because I know there's like lots of organization experts that say like just clean up a little bit every single day. Mm -hmm. um, But I do like like whenever I go and like clean something or tidy something like I always like when I go through my closet I always take every single thing out of my closet and then go through it from there Mm -hmm. um which is something that she talks about doing Mm -hmm. but I've always just done that because I like seeing everything knowing what I have and I I found that that's really good but I've never been able to like maintain that ever like I empty I clear my closet I put everything back together and it like looks beautiful and I'm so excited about it and it feels like she says, like you feel refreshed after you've cleaned. Like you feel like, wow, I could do anything now. Yeah. Like my space is clear, my head is clear, I feel great. Um, but then like I have the problem, especially with my closet, it's that like I'll wear something and then it's not like I have to put it somewhere and it's like too dirty. Like I already wore it, so I don't wanna like put it back. But it's not like dirty enough that I wanna wash it yet. I'm like, ah, I could get like another wear out of these jeans. So I just end up like throwing them like on the floor or on this little 
box in the closet. And mm. so, like, that ends up get, becoming, like, a stack of mm. semi-clean clothes. <laughs> and I don't know, like, I don't know if that's, like, a weird thing to do. But, hey, like... my recommendation, just put it in the dirty clothes hamper and wash it <laughs> so that you don't have stuff piling up. But it's, like... Or put it back. Like, I, there's two options. It either goes in the dirty or it is clean and you put it away. And so it's, like, just stop. Like, just put it somewhere so it isn't just in the middle of everything. But it's, like, I don't want to put it with my clean clothes. Hey, it's not clean. I think that's one of... that. Those are the hang-ups that she's talking yeah, about. You don't want to get rid of it. I know, but it's, like, Because you think, hey, like, the get... option of yeah. wearing it again that week. But it's, like, hey, there's going to be another week. That's true. There's going to be other stuff. But, I mean, like, jeans. Like, I'm not alone in this. I know I'm not alone in this, that people re-wear pants. Yeah. Like, no, I do, too. Yeah. I, I just put it in the closet where my clean jeans go. I just will fold it and put it back. Mm. I just, I know in the morning I'm just going to wear those ones. You know what I mean? I guess. Like, yeah. it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> I guess. Like, yeah, but I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, that that to me seems like kind of the, the like cornerstone of her method mm-hmm. is just like put your stuff away. Yeah. Like, that seems to be, like, the main thing. Yeah. And, I mean, like, the whole other aspect of it, too, is, like, she thinks you should get rid of all the stuff. Like, if you just have, like, so much stuff, you just need to, like, try to purge a little bit. Yeah. And get rid of a bunch of but stuff. But the thing is, she's not saying purge a little bit. Like, she's saying, like, purge everything that does not bring you joy. Like, Yeah, explicitly. I mean, she, she also, like, her job is to do this... She probably isn't someone who enjoys stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like there's certain aspects of it that do seem like, okay, her personality is just like, I don't know. She just likes to kind of sit in a room and meditate oh and my God. think or something like. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I want to, I want to talk about this a little bit more because she talks about how you can, like people who can't stay tidy can be categorized into three types. The can't throw it away type, the can't put it back type, and the first two combined type. So most people are within the the first two combined. They can't throw it away, but they can't put it away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find myself, I am one of those people I think that I can. I'm, I have no problem getting rid of stuff. Like mm-hmm. every time I go through and like clean my stuff, I have like tons of garbage bags of things to donate and like all this stuff. I'm like, I don't need it. Who wants my stuff? Like... I tell, like, my mom and sister, like, go through all this stuff if you want it. Like, mm-hmm. take it. Otherwise, I'm giving it away. And, like, I always do that. I Every time... Because we've moved a lot in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. We've done, like, I don't even know, like, six moves or something like that. Yeah. And so every time we move, I'm... You know, I go through all of my stuff, and then I have all the stuff that I'm like, let's get rid of it. But I'm more in that, like, I can't put it away once it's mm. out. I feel like I've gotten a lot better about it in the past couple of years. Cause like when I first met you, mm-hmm. I was not a tidy person. I was a very messy person. Yeah. And, but you're so anal that it kind of helped me to like, okay, Cody's going to get mad at me if I don't put this <laughs> away. So like, especially like since we started living together, it's been like, okay, gotta put stuff away. But then she talks about a third type that she's never seen before. And that's the person who, can't can put it away but can't throw it away and she's like i've never seen anyone like this but it's literally you like you don't throw things away but you're really good at putting things away well i 
I don't think I'm that bad about not throwing stuff away. I do find joy in, like, throwing shit away. For example, I threw away, like, half of our pantry last week. I know. I threw away two full garbage bags of shit from the pantry and the fridge because I was just, like, haven't touched this in a couple months. Like, I'm not going to eat this. You're not going to eat it. I'm just going to dump it. I feel like you're a little bit more, like, sentimental about things. Like, you have lots of boxes of stuff where it's, like, you don't use this ever, you know? Like, you have all these boxes of, like, video games and books and all these things where it's, like, are you ever going to actually use it? But you want to keep it because you have this, like, collector's mindset. Yeah, I I am a bit of a collector, um, but I do not see myself as a hoarder. Okay, so that's because I just I think because like I don't feel like I have a ton of shit. Yeah, you know, and it's not like imposing on my lifestyle. Uh-huh. But like I don't know, I just like I have a place to put it. But this is this is Marie Kondo's okay. hot take. Okay, is the whole section starts with storage experts are hoarders. So yeah. the ability, like the like you investing in storage and trying to figure out all these like clever storage solutions to like organize your life that means you're just like hoarding more stuff that you don't need yeah and so i don't know it depends because like i don't think it's weird to not want to get rid of certain books that i have no, definitely There's not. some books that I'm like, I want to get rid of it. And I, I do donate, for example, to the Fig Garden Library. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like a lot of video games I won't get rid of because like they're literally valuable. Yeah, but well, do you think you would ever sell your video games? No, but I like to have them. <laughs> so what's going to happen to them Like when you die? Mm. You'll pass them on to your, like, children or, like, what? I don't know. Maybe eventually I could sell them. Mm -hmm. Maybe if I was in, like, dire financial straits, then I'd sell them and make, like, 10,000 bucks off of it. The thing about, like, collectors is, I don't know, like, like, my grandma was a collector. She collected dolls, and she would gift me dolls my whole life, and Mm -hmm. so I started collecting dolls. But... Now I don't really have anywhere to put dolls. So I Mm -hmm. have dolls from her. And then when she died last summer, her whole collection of dolls was like, you know, up for grabs. And that was kind of a crass way of saying it. But I mean, like no one really wanted them, you know, like they were really important to her. But like, I don't know, like, what are you going to do with someone's like huge collection of these items that you don't really like or I don't know like yeah, you, the, don't you don't know. have the same value like I'm sure those dolls like brought joy to her and like her gifting me dolls Were when I was a like kid in really good condition yeah and like what I, happened to them well I know some of the like older more antique antique dolls uh they ended up selling them um, okay like they took them to a doll place and then sold some of them and then some of them just ended up in like yard sales and stuff mm-hmm. and anything that didn't get sold uh, ended up getting donated. So it yeah. was eventually donated, but, and like, so nothing was like thrown out, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't know. It's just kind of sad when someone like, like you, you value your video game collection so much, mm-hmm. you know, like these are so important to you, but then I don't know, like yeah. they don't have the I same. I don't know. I, I think it's interesting though. Cause it's like, 
I don't know. I I think of stuff like like collections of stuff as like an archive almost, mm. and it's like like it'd be interesting, for example, to like donate all those dolls to some doll place. Yeah, like a doll museum. Yeah. Or, or um, like in Spongebob, a Dollarama. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. Like, sometimes I'll watch these these YouTube videos of, like, these video game collectors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they talk about, like, you know, in their wills, they've, like, written, like, you know, when I die, I want, I want this to go to, like, this collection. Mm. Or like to this to my friend who co- who also collects them because I know that like they'll preserve the history of it and stuff like it's like they have these little museums mm-hmm. and so I don't know I I think like I think definitely Marie Kondo has no collection like idea of like caring about anything like that <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean like there I think there's certain people like that though where they're just like. Like, I want to just get rid of all of it. Yeah. And But to me, I don't know, to me, I see it as kind of sad to not have, like, this little, this little, like, I guess, archive of stuff that mm-hmm. means something to you. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, it tells, like, the story of your life in a way. That's true. I just feel like, you know, ho- like, hold on to that stuff, but kind of curate it. Mm-hmm. You don't need to keep all of it. Yeah. But, you know, I don't think... It, I think it's kind of, like, silly to throw it away or sad to throw it all away. That's... Yeah. And that's something that I've noticed in her book is she keeps saying, like, garbage bags and throw it away. Yeah. I, she might address it later in the book. I don't know. But she's not talking about, like, donating things so oh, far. Yeah. It sounds like it means just throw it away. And so I wonder, because, like, she's Japanese, and that's something we've noticed. Like, Cody and I just went to Japan uh, yeah. last month to visit Kyle, um, and he lives there. And something we're noticing throughout Japan is just, like, everything's wrapped in plastic, wrapped in plastic. Like, there's so much, like, waste. Yeah. And so I wonder if she actually means, like, throw it away, like, into the garbage. Yeah. It's interesting because, I mean, they have a lot of, like, used stores there, too. Yeah. So that's another aspect, like... I don't know, maybe people are selling their stuff or mm, something. Like book off. They like sell yeah. their stuff back to the store and then you can buy it. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't know. I don't know. I think, I mean, also there's some people that just genuinely, they just want to get rid of all their stuff. <laughs> that's true. I know. I mean, that's kind of the, the larger question to think about. Like, is Marie Kondo a minimalist? You know, like she talks about, there's a know. scene, I think towards the end of this first chapter where she's like, I wake up in the morning and like, I look to my left and see a beautiful painting that means so much to me. Yeah. And like, I look <laughs> over here and I see like a plant. It also like gives me joy and means so much to me or something like that. And it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, I don't know. That sounds like yeah. boring to me. Yeah. This is what she said. I have time to experience bliss in my quiet space where even the air feels fresh and clean. Time to sit and sip herbal tea while I reflect on my day. As I look around, my glance falls on a painting that I particularly love purchased overseas and a vase of fresh flowers in one corner. Although it's not large, the space I live in is graced only with those things that speak to my heart. My lifestyle brings me joy. 
And so, like, I don't know that she's talking about minimalism. Like, maybe just, like, those few things bring her joy. I don't know. Maybe she'll address it more. Maybe we'll see it watching the show. Yeah. But, like, if someone has, like, a collection that sparks joy, you Mm -hmm. know, like, wouldn't that be within the realm of keeping it? Like, that just seems to me, like, you can maybe still be someone who has a collection or has you know, quite a bit of stuff, but as long as you have a place to put it mm-hmm. and it genuinely, like, you love it and it means, like, you're not going to bring more stuff in, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like... Yeah, because I don't know, like, I, I have my little collection and stuff, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like, for example, when we go to stores, I'm just like, I don't want to look at the clearance shit. I don't want to look at anything. Like, I go into the store with a very specific idea of the things I need to buy. Like, I I don't want to look at this stuff and just accumulate things because I don't have a place to put those things. Like, if I go home and I don't have an immediate spot to put those items, I just don't want to bring it home. I'm the complete opposite. Every time I go to Target, I have a special route where I go through every single clearance. Uh, end cap and I yeah. look through all of it and then like if it's a good deal then I get it but I think yeah that's true is like I accumulate a lot of stuff that maybe I don't necessarily need or maybe I don't even want but it's like this is such a good deal I can't even pass this up are you kidding me yeah hey which is a lot like your mom yeah it's exactly she keeps like my mom buying all this large furniture <laughs> yeah. yeah my mom's a, a patron of uh Facebook marketplace yeah. she is on there all the time um but I don't know like there's something too to be said about like the act of buying something uh-huh. brings me joy, you know, yeah. like finding a good deal really brings me joy. Well, like, I think maybe like if you identify that about yourself, Hey, maybe she'll talk about this. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know like maybe if you identify that about yourself, it's like go to the store and buy a bunch of stuff that you found on sale. If like, you know, you get some kind of high out of getting deals <laughs> And then just go donate it after. No, that's like sucks. you don't need it for yourself. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that sucks. I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, don't do it then. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what else she says about uh, like lifestyle and how. Because yeah. she didn't really talk about how to do it yet. So I think the next chapter is called Finish Discarding First. So I'm sure she'll go through like how we're going to be discarding stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So. Next week, we'll be talking about that chapter finished, discarding first. Um, If you guys want to join in in our discussion, we have a Facebook group where you can join and talk about what we were talking about this first chapter, or you can jump ahead and talk about the other chapters or even the TV show, which we haven't watched yet, but we will be watching together. Mm -hmm. Oh, together as newlyweds. Okay, (laughs) stop. Um, so yeah, any, any last thoughts on this chapter or on the book as a whole so far? Um, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to see what she says about everything. I want to like Mary Kondo. Mm-hmm. She's very, very cute. <laughs> but at the same time, like, I don't know. I'm a real consumer of media. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm a real media hound. <laughs> and so like... I just spend money on media. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I feel like it's it's easy to not like buy shit mm-hmm. and hold on to shit if you don't care about all that. Yeah. You know? And so like, 
like this image of her like being in her space and she just like like meditates on this beautiful painting that she purchased overseas yeah. and how it sparks joy in her i'm just like i don't know like i can't relate to this <laughs> because that sounds so boring There's like nothing. i wake up and i'm just like all right, I'm awake. Like, what am I going to watch? <laughs> what am I like, going to read? Simple like that, though, that you look at and it like sparks joy in your life. Like, I feel like for me, it's candles. Yeah. Like, if I light a candle and I'm like looking at a candle, I'm uh-huh. like, wow, this is like bringing me joy. This is bringing me life. I'm yeah. feeling so great. I mean, I like, I feel that way probably like, like I like to cook. Mm. But also I feel so much joy when I'm like watching television. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. I don't know. Well, I think it's a good thing about television now, too, is that you don't necessarily have to have a lot of the stuff in your home. Like, you don't have to have, like, oh, boxes of, like, I want seasons. all that stuff. Yeah, but there's it's on Netflix. And but it isn't on, oh. always on Netflix. This gets into a different discussion. <laughs> yeah. I hate streaming services. <laughs> you never own anything. Yeah. But then, I mean, when is it too much? When do you own too much? Yeah. I don't know. Hey, we'll get into this next week. We'll get into it. Um, So, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys want to follow us on Twitter, it's at a book club pod on Instagram at at a book club pod. And then if you want to hit us up by Gmail, it's uh, a book club podcast at gmail.com. Hey, a book club as easy as a B C. Thanks for listening. Bye. Book club. Hard to care.